Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Corner. Today is your episode 91. I hate doing the opening. Anyway, so it took me a while to get Bob up there, but you know what? Finally, we got him. Today, we're going to talk about let them theory. So before we dive into the topic, let's introduce how I got inspired to do this topic. First, you know me, I'm a big fan of podcasts. And of course, I started to pick up my own rhythm to, uh, you know, listen to more podcasts. And then this episode came across. So episode from Mel Robbins. I don't know if you know her. I think she's a TV producer or something like that. And she's really, really good. I think I listened to her uh, a couple of years ago and then I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, good boy. And then I picked it up again. Somehow I came across this episode which I really needed. And then I thought, you know what, I might as well do an episode and share my thoughts with you guys. And if you hear noises, that's because, you know, Bob. I can show you. Okay, so yeah, that is Bob. So first of all, let's talk about what let them theory is. It basically means that turning responsibilities to where it's supposed to be, which is really hard for me because sometimes I feel like I have responsibility for everything and I really want to control everything and I can, you know, make them in order. So it is very hard for me to let them because sometimes if you remember, I, I probably mentioned this so many times in my video that I, in my previous job, I always like created my own workflow so that everybody could follow that. So everybody could get more efficient, effective. But of course, uh, you know, it's hard to guarantee that everybody will follow your workflow. And then you, I freak out, right? That's how I kind of quit my job before because I really didn't like when people didn't follow my workflow. And then I wish I could see this episode. Well, of course, back then, they didn't have this episode yet. But I wish I could see this episode or watch this episode or listen to this episode uh, a long time ago. Not like I wouldn't quit my job, but I think I would have done a better job uh, when I listened to this. Back to the definition, turning responsibility to where it's supposed to be is... Let's say, well, you know, sometimes it's basically mind your own business. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, for example, in a relationship, right? And my mom always wants me to tell my husband what to do. I So I said, well, it's really not your business. It's not my business. Even though we're partners, we live together, uh, we're family, but we're still individuals. You have to respect him, right? And, and everybody has privacy. Everybody has their own boundaries. So if this is what he doesn't want to do and I can't tell him what to do because it's not my responsibility right and I think I'm doing a pretty good job at that one but sometimes it's very hard for me when it comes to my students then I always want them to do this because you know it's good for you and also if you if your parents or your parents are doing this to me see if that's you know similar that sounds similar to you is they always tell you what to do even though you know you don't need it but even though you're adults now and they still tell you don't don't dye your hair you know and don't wear that kind of top because it looks ugly or those kind of things that they want to they want to tell you what to do what not and then you just feel like you're controlled and that's them being 
very responsible, right? Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not, but it's hard to tell. But I will definitely talk about that more later on. So that is let them theory, the definition of it. This theory really works for people. You know, like me. So the target audience will be people who likes to control things, people people who don't like uncertainty, and they want everything to be under control, something like that. So that is basically、uh, what people, what kind of people should listen to this, or what kind of people should listen to that podcast if you are interested in this. Let them theory probably works really. Well, or works wonder for three groups of people, three kinds of people. Let's say that types of people is people who are very obsessed with the controlling. Okay, and second for people who have emotional struggles, and third for people who hate when people are not showing up in the way they want it or they needed them to.、Uh, those are three types of people that who might benefit from this episode or the episode from the podcast. So if you're like this, please stay till the end. <laughs> Okay, let's say. Well, since we're talking about okay, I'm just reading my notes and I'll post my notes on、uh, WeChat, a public channel. If you haven't followed me yet, please go there and follow me and then see the my app I made for this episode, which I rarely do. Okay, so why do people like to control? First, you fear uncertainty. You don't know about future, and especially th- this happens more often. Among、uh, parents, right? If, especially when you have overbearing parents, they really want to control everything. And I'm not sure if you had that kind of parents, but I definitely did.、Uh, they're better, but when I was in, I think high school or junior school,、uh, I they had to like they. Were really strict,、uh, especially when it comes to making friends. They had to know who friends, what kind of friends I had, and、uh, who are they, and the parents and everything. They just want to make sure I make good friends. Okay, those kind of people we can call them、uh, overbearing parents. So why are they overbearing?、Uh, first of all, it's a fear of uncertainty, right? So if they don't know what's going to happen to their kids, of course they want to control everything. So just in case if something bad happened to their kids, and that is why they want to control. And then basically, if you dive a little bit deeper, and you will notice that they're just scared.、Right? They don't know what's going to happen to you. And then second is、um, very common. It's kind of like a form of love, right? They really love you so much. They want to map out your life so you don't have to worry too much.、Uh, then you have a bright career, bright future, and then you know less bumpy roads for you. Something like that. It's basically a form of love. So they're thinking they're doing the best for you. But of course, as kids, or you know,、uh, we don't really think so, and we sometimes just feel like I need some freedom. But that's kind of like、uh, overbearing parents. They really want to look out for their children for the future, right? So be- now beca- I'm, I become a parent. So I don't know if I'm going to become that kind of parent in the future. But I hope not. I will remind myself with this、uh, theory. Anyway, okay. And then next is what kind of people who like to control is. They just can't keep their opinions to themselves. Some people just like to talk. You know what I mean. You know, every time they see something, they will say, "Oh, why don't they do that? Why do they do this?" Right? They just really can't keep their opinions to themselves. They just want to vent them out, and 
in that case, sometimes you just feel like, oh my goodness, can you just mind your own business? And especially on social media, and everybody has the right, like, freedom to talk, you know,、uh, free speech, right? So when they see something, they'll be like, oh, you know, why, why do you do that? Why don't you do this? And they feel like they have the responsibility to, you know, correct you. So that's kind of、uh, very common now. And then third one will be sometimes it's just easier to focus on other people. Like instead of correcting yourself, instead of improving yourself, you feel like you have the responsibility to correct other people, help them improve because it's so much easier. Because you're not doing the work. All you are doing is just blah 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 talking, right? So that's you know remember it's easier said than done. <laughs> So I guess you know there's a reason for that saying, and then last one is、uh, it's kind of like a distract、uh, for us from、uh, what we don't want to do, and sometimes you feel like this is what you need.、Oh, for example, parents, right?、Uh, when they don't. I don't know. I hope I don't offend any parents there, but、uh, I'm just thinking about my、um, one of my family members. I think they. They didn't really work hard. They didn't really study hard, but they want their kids to study really hard so they can go to、uh, good universities and get good jobs and have a better living,、uh, and then of course taking care of the parents in the future. Right. So that's what they're hoping for. But it is much easier for parents like that to tell their children to do something they can't do. So I think that's kind of a distraction for them from doing what they don't want to do. Right.、Um, if that happens to you, or they've happened to you,、uh, let me know. Right. So I don't know, but I was just trying to, you know, explain. And then for me, sometimes it's.、Um, I think you know other kids kind of theory. My parents always say, "Oh, look at other kids." So yeah, sure, look at other kids. Well, it's not my business, and other kids don't have parents like mine.、Uh, we're definitely different. We're growing up from different families, different background. Uh, different resources, of course, we're different. So you can't just compare us, right? So that's what I was thinking about this、uh, target audience. Okay, so move on to next one is how do we use that? For how do we use that?、Uh, Mal Robbins has three ways for that, but maybe it's because me, I didn't really get it or what. I feel like it's a little bit.、Um, not very organized. Okay, I actually read an article about. Someone writing an article about this episode, if you know what I mean. So first, it's actually like awareness. You need to be fully consciously aware of your urge or any urge to control. So there's a moment you feel like you're gonna tell your kids, "Don't wear that blue shirt," but then you're gonna tell yourself, "Does that matter to you? Like, why don't you want your kids to wear the blue shirt? Because you don't like the blue, or you, because you think it looks funny, or what?" Right, so you get to ask yourself, does that matter to you? Right,、uh, objectively, right. So that is something you can start to practice. Like, be aware of your urge to control. And a lot of things is your,、uh, let's say, if you have a roommate and your roommate does something like really bothers you, does that really hurt you, or you just feel like I can't handle that? Or there are a lot of things that. So let's put this way.、Uh, I know、uh, for for. Table manner. Some people really hate when people have like a chewing sounds, right? And、uh, me too. But sometimes you feel like, do I really need to control that person to fix that person to tell them why、well, your chewing sound is really annoying? Does it really matter to me, or just let them? You know, if that's their habit, let them. 
and they'll learn their lesson eventually. <laughs> so that's my theory. Or sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, somebody used somebody used my、uh, stuff, right? And you feel like, oh, you kind of you know surpassing my boundaries. You can't do that because it's my stuff. Then of course at that moment you need to kind of speak up for yourself. That's my theory, but I don't know, right? So the first one is be aware of any urge to control. So think about yourself. Think about other people. Maybe don't think about other people. That's the whole point of doing this episode. Don't think about other people. Think about yourself. Do you have any moments that you just really want to control everybody? You really want them to do anyway, or you really want them to show up in the way that you really want them to or need to. So think about that, and then tell yourself, Do I really want it? Is that necessary? You know, does that matter to myself? And then ask yourself, and then let go of that. Okay, so that is first one. Second one is, of course, acceptance. So you have to, you have to really, you know, what you realize that everyone is different. Everyone has their own pace, right? Everyone has its own、uh, unique journey. You just gonna let them flow at its own pace. That's. That's what I learned from this podcast and an article I read.、Uh, sometimes it's very hard. I think, especially for parents.、Uh, and if you know that it's so competitive on any social media about anyone, that if you have something and other people have the same thing, and then they develop at a very different pace, and then you feel like you are far, you're falling behind. And then that's when you get anxious. That's when you feel like, oh well, you know, why can't you just stop and wait for me? And that actually reminds me of another thing: is sometimes you feel like I feel jealous of what other people、uh, do. It's、uh, I feel like why can't you just stop and wait for me? I think I did an episode of that. Sometimes other people or other of my friends are jealous of what I'm doing right now because they feel like, oh, you're doing too fast. So why can't you just wait for me? So it's like you have the urge to control what other people do, so you can catch up, or so you can drag them down to your level, and then you stay the same. Then you don't have to be very jealous of them. All right, that is something you need to realize that、mm, maybe they're just smarter than me. Right, so maybe they can do things faster than me. So you just let them go and do faster than what you do. And then sometimes you feel like you can do something really more efficient, efficiently, effectively, more like you know,、uh, quickly. And then you just go ahead. You know, you do it. You don't want to control other people. So I'm gonna slow myself down, or I'm gonna slow other people down, so we can do something、uh, at the same pace. It's really hard because people are different. People are really different. Especially since I have ba- a baby, that I realize every baby is different. If every baby is different, how come every person can't be different, right? You just think about that. We're really different. Okay. The next one is, of course, detachment. You have to just let things go, right? It's very hard, especially when it comes to emotions, and especially when you are in a like a really dark hole, and you just can't let all the negative. Uh, negative emotions go or negative opinions go, and then I feel like、um, you know I in the very early episodes, like some of people actually comment in my videos about my accents or other things and intonation.、Uh, I did receive some negative comments, and it was very difficult for me to let go of it. And also things like statistics of my uh, whole. Uh, Channel, you know, they they do analysis. And I hate those analysis stuff reports, and it shows me、uh, 
what a loser I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then I feel like, oh, it's just so just depressing. Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? And why can't they just like me, follow me? Those kind of things that now when I think, it's just very hard for me to control things that are uncontrollable. You know what I mean? Uh, so I have to I have to just let them go. I realize there's things I can't do. There's things I can do. So I'll do what I can and just let go of what I can't. And that's what we call detachment. You just have to let those kind of things go. Okay. So after that, of course, you're going to really... So I mentioned this before, uh, self-reflection. I think it works really well for me. So I don't know if you ever practiced that. But if you haven't, definitely go ahead. I really like it. Uh, you can observe yourself. You know, when you start to practice those kind of things. And of course, you can't just... Remember, it's our... As a human being, everything is not linear. So it has ups and downs. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And you have to tell yourself, like, sometimes I do really do well with this theory. Sometimes I just can't, which is fine. But you acknowledge that and then you keep doing and then you notice your improvement. Maybe you feel lighter, you know. Um, when I found out this theory and I start to think about myself and I start to really practice for kind of a couple of weeks and I start to realize that, you know, that kind of feeling for women, okay, if you wear bras and you know, by the end of the day, you unhook your bra and this is how I feel. I unhook my bra and I feel like, oh, right, so that's how I feel about this theory. Uh, let me know, uh, after a while you practice that, how do you feel? But you have to observe yourself, see your improvement, see your see your struggles, and write them down and see if you can find solutions to it. Okay, so that is observation. And the last one is you get to keep practicing. It's, it's like learning any kind of skills. You have to keep practicing, right? You can't just say, oh, I learned it, and that's it. For learning journey, especially for adults, uh, it's very hard to learn something, acquire something, and then you stop and you have it. It's always like you learn it, you have it, you stop learning, you lose it, right? So you have to keep practicing. So that is how you can use it. In Mel Robbins' podcast, she said three ways to use it, but I read the other article. I think she did a really good job summarizing what's going on in that episode and then came up with five steps. But Hopefully that helps you recognize or learn this theory um, and let me know. So in, in her episode, she also mentioned that, that there are three ways that you're not going to use this theory because sometimes you're going to think, what? what if, you know, some people violate my rights? Am I going to still let them? You can't just let them, right? So that is the first one. And the second one, you have to think about if you're in danger, you're not going to let them. Right. And of course, the last of what she mentioned here is uh, if somebody surpasses your boundaries, you're going to let them know that you should not do that. That's when you cannot practice let them theory. So let's let's elaborate on those three ways a little bit. OK, the first one, when you endanger, what do you mean when you endanger? So especially if you are in another country or you're in another province, you know, uh, you're far away from where you normally live, and you might encounter uh, race or discrimination or biases or something like that, especially when you go for a job interview or you're trying to find a job. There are a lot of discrimination there, and you can let them let them 
right? You can't do that practice. You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, you know what? That's what they said. I might as well just let them and make myself feel better." That's not gonna make yourself feel better. That's gonna make yourself feel worse. So you have to think about what am I gonna do, right? You're gonna let them know. Well,、uh, I may look young. I may look. Inexperienced, I may look like my English sucks, but let me prove. Let me show you, right? So you're gonna have to speak up for yourself, and that is when you when you can't practice let them. And also, if you are in another country and some people say something bad about you know about you Chinese or something like that, you're gonna let them know that you're not gonna let them be. Okay, so that is a first one. When you're in danger, you don't let them. Second one is you're gonna advocate for your own rights.、Uh, first of all, I know sometimes for us, I don't know you guys, for us, it's hard to negotiate our salaries during job interviews or even、uh, when you are already working and then you feel like you're worth more,、uh, but you're so afraid to negotiate your salaries. And that is when you can't let them because you're you're more than that, right? You want to let them know that. They should pay you more to do this because you're so valuable to the team, right? So you want to negotiate your salary. In this case, don't be afraid and then advocate your rights. You let them know that yeah, I need you to do this for me. But of course, you're gonna do that in a very nice way. Don't just say, hey, you need to raise my salary, right? So of course, that's another、uh, thing we can talk about about communication. Okay, so next one is surpassing boundaries, and that is really funny because how do we define boundaries? And it's very hard to define boundaries. And I, when it comes to parenting, it's like it's really there's very blurred line between、uh, mind your own business, business, and、um, mind your kids' business, right? So very difficult. So for example, if you ever think that you're gonna turn your kids To a mini version of you, then that you are surpassing the boundary, right? You are trying to control them. You're trying to、uh, make them become what you like, right? So in that way, that boundary you should not surpass. You should not cross that. And but if your if your kids are not doing not doing well at school or they don't respect people and then they just the f bombs all the time. And then you're gonna teach them how to respect other people, how to do well at school because those are important. You're not trying to turn them into you, but you're trying to teach them to be a good person. Then that is not called boundary; that's called parenting.、So、how do you define that? It's very difficult because I'm still learning, right? Maybe in the future I will do an episode about how to teach my kids, kid, not kids. Okay, I'm not going for that. Um, so very difficult. And if you live with your roommate,、uh, there sometimes you know they they ask you about your own privacy. They ask you about a lot of like your salaries or things like that. Then that's called crossing boundaries. You don't let them be. You don't let them do that because well, it's not your business.、Uh, also, if you buy something nice, you're treating yourself. People say, "Oh, wow, you really have a lot of money." You say, "Well, yeah, sure." Or you can say, "You know, mind your own business." Right, and of course, if you want to afford, of course you can do that. But I don't think that's it. That's gonna do any good for your roommate relationship, right? Okay. Anyway, so those are boundaries that you can think about. But let me know if you ever encounter some situations you feel like, oh my god, it's really annoying, and I think she or he crossing 
the boundary. Okay, let me know. Okay, in the end, what I want to say is, uh, well, other than the three ways you're not supposed to use it, uh, there is a very important thing about this theory is when it comes to relationships. There are, of course, many kinds of relationships, you know, romantic relationship uh, and your friendship and a relationship at work, a relationship with your parents, with your kids, uh, with other people, right? Social relationships too. When I think about that, right, and I remember uh, my job in China, I was really teaching uh, a new employee how to do paperwork in English. You know, I was really trying to kind of help her get used to the authentic expression there. And I didn't know I actually crossed uh, her boundary. And then she was bad-mouthing, not bad-mouthing. She was kind of venting out or rambling on what I did. And she, she felt like I was such a mean person and always correcting her. And for me, I felt like it was really unfair because I was trying to do good things for her. I was trying to help her out. But then apparently in her mind, I wasn't doing that, right? So... Well, I had to switch perspective at that moment. Like, if I were her, would I want feedback like that? You know, you might you might do that for a good reason, but does that person really want it or not? Back to the advice and support, right? Does she or he want advice from you uh, or feedback from you? You have to really sometimes think about that. And then the better way to do it is just mind your own business and leave them alone unless they really ask you for something right so that's what I was thinking for relationship uh I barely talk about my relationship with my husband there are some things I'm not very happy about with him happy with about him you know what I mean uh but I would ask myself, I think I'm doing really well. I'm practicing this theory really well with him. It's sometimes I ask him, does that really matter to me? Do I really kind of stir the pot and then cause some uh, fight there? Um, and then if not, then I'll just let him. If I can't really let him that moment, I journal. So I will write down how I feel about the whole thing. And I'll actually analyze my thought and my emotions. And I feel like, oh, you know what? I really don't have to do it. So that really helps with your relationship. If you ever think about, you know, if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, or you have boyfriend, husband, so you want to think about, do you really want them to do something the way you want them to? Why? Why does that matter to you? Right? So think about that. That's how I ask myself. Sometimes, you know, um, sometimes I hate when he puts things away because I can't really find them. But then I realize, you know what, that's the way he does it. And he does that. And it make my life much easier. It's just right at the moment uh, for your messy bay, I just I can't find that. Uh, but afterwards, I feel like, oh, it's actually a good thing. And I want him to keep that good habit, you know, clean the house. And of course, I'm not going to say much. If you really want someone to keep doing something like that, just don't say too much about it. Okay, so that is about uh, romantic relationship. Friendship, of course, I mentioned this a couple of times. I lost a couple of friends because I was too nosy. Uh, I think I crossed the boundary at the moment. Uh, every time when she was talking about her boyfriend back then, I think she just wanted to vent it out. You know, everybody had bad moments with their partners. And I think... It, I think I was being very um, outrageous because she wasn't treated well from my perspective. So I started to say, well, you know, I was kind of uh, on her side. I started to say something really bad and trying to help her and give her advice. And it ended up being like, I'm too much. 
And then she said, you're just too much, you know, you're always negative about my relationship. I was like, hmm, you know what? I should just stop doing that. But now when I think about it, why do I care? Because it, of course, well, because she's, she was my best friend and I really cared about whether she was happy or not. Uh, but then I think sometimes even with your best friend, even with your parents, with the closest person ever in your life, you still want to keep a little bit space, right? And that is when you remind yourself, should I just let them or should I just go for go for it and then give them advice? Uh, you have to think about that. And also at work, and we're talking about close relationship. Now we're talking about social relationship or work, you know, with other people, with your neighbors. Do you really want to be that kind of person that you always lecture other people, right? So that's kind of annoying. You know, I'm that kind of person. I always like to lecture people. Right, right now, I feel like I'm doing that. So you don't want to become like that. And then you have to tell yourself at work, do you really care? If she doesn't do the work, if she doesn't do the job the way uh, you think you want them to do, would that affect your results? If it does affect your results, and then does that really matter? It's just from your end or from her end or in general, it's just you have different work styles, right? So something like that, you have to really think about it. And sometimes you just have to let them be, you know what I mean, right? So think about this. If you are too responsible, you always rescue them. Okay, you're kind of robbing them an opportunity to rescue themselves. So, for example, if you know, let's say Bob, sorry, Bob. If you know Bob is going to do something bad and he's going to get some bad consequence and then you say, oh, Bob, don't do it. Let me help you. And you really help him. And he feel like, oh, if I do something bad, Basil is going to come to rescue me and I will never learn lesson. You want people to learn lessons. Some people learn the lesson from being told, but some people learn a lesson from, you know, doing things and you're just gonna have to let them do or let them be right so that is what i was trying to say when it comes to social relationship it just it really doesn't matter at some point you just gotta let them go especially if you just do the job for the sake of doing it then you're really gonna let it go so think about that. Anyway, I feel like today we have a super long video here uh, just because it's such a good topic and can keep going and going and going. Uh, but I don't want to make it too long. But otherwise, nobody's going to listen to me. But just think about yourself. What do you think about Latham theory? And let me know if you really you practice that or you're good at that or you want to try it. What do you think? Okay, so that's everything for this episode. Uh, leave a comment down below if you want to share something with me. But uh, give a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and I'll see you next time. Bye.